You're listening to RLCF Retrospective. This episode starts off a series we'll do of interviews with residents from the 2021 North Louisiana Virtual Residency. The release of these episodes coincides with the two-month exhibition of the works they completed from the residency. Produced in partnership with the North Central Louisiana Arts Council, RLCF is proud to have been able to provide an opportunity for artists to engage and collaborate with each other to produce new artworks. You can find more information about the residency and view the exhibition at nicklackgallery.org from February 1st through March 26th, 2022. In today's episode, RLCF Associate Director Dylan Sanders has a conversation with Chris King, Aluwa Coyote, Moyusade, who goes by Oba. Chris is a multimedia artist and educator based in Natchitoches, Louisiana, and Oba is a photographer and creative director from Ibadan, Oyo, Nigeria. So, so as an individual artist, tell me about uh, what inspires you, what does your art look like, what concepts do you use, um, your audience engagement, and your personal connection to your work. So just kind of talk through that for a little while, and um, I don't know who wants to go first. Maybe Chris, you want to go first? Okay, sure, yeah. Well, I guess I consider myself a, a mixed media artist because I don't really stick to just painting, sculpture, installation. You know, I, I move around a bit. I think part of that is uh, the influence that Cal Arts as a graduate school, um, you know, had on me. Um, and so at that, at that type of institution, you know, kind of anything goes is kind of the way art is approached in a way. And there's not really set categories like uh, traditional school. So I tend to jump around a bit. Um, right now, uh, besides the collaboration project, I've got a series of paintings I'm working on. Um, my process is usually to work in a series. Um, so I've got seven paintings. It, it allows me to kind of rotate as things frustrate me or things need to dry or, you know, I add elements to like, you know, but I always kind of think exhibition more than single piece usually. So I think about accumulating sort of series of work. Um, I experiment with materials quite a bit. I look for things to use that, uh, you know, have some kind of personal meaning and symbolism in the work, you know. Um, right now I'm working with uh, like clay targets from uh, the gun range down the road here in Natchitoches um, on top of my canvases. And then I paint on top of that, you know. Um, so that's kind of part of the series. I'm uh, a little bit about the series I'm working on right now. My interest and in content in the work, um, even though I, I jump around with different uh, media, uh, it always kind of stems from personal interest or, or usually something kind of uh, socio-political or something going on uh, that I want to talk about. I, I have a little bit of a punk rock history from living in California. So I tend to want to speak about things that, uh, I don't know, they're not usually really happy things. You know, I don't really do fun, happy paintings. Um, I do things more about just issues and things that I'm kind of concerned with, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I make art daily. That's not the part of the practice. Um, I teach uh, daily, but I do that more afternoon into evening sessions. So I tend to work in my studio from like nine to lunch or eight to lunch. Uh, when I get up, um, I like to get up and make coffee, get in the studio and do some stuff while I'm feeling fresh and put some music on and uh, yeah, start the day. And then uh, that gives me plenty to talk about when I go in and work with my students in the afternoon, you know, and I, I really, it helped with the connection with them. I think them knowing I just came from the studio, you know, to them. 
And uh, that's what most of my days are like, you know? I'm a bit isolated from things like uh, much for like museum culture or art world culture. So I'd say a large part of my practice is also um, engaging online, you know, and know, having to learn how to like, you know, join the right groups that'll help support kind of, you know, my, what I'm looking for in other art friends or um, organizations that post um, opportunities like for residencies and funding fellowships, things like that. And trying to, you know, while I'm in sort of a rural area, try to um, sustain my art practice beyond just the state of Louisiana by use of the internet. And I think that's an important part of the practice too, you know. Um, so that's what, you know, that's what I'm doing day to day and kind of week to week and, and how it looks for me here in, here in my studio. Awesome. awesome. So do you consider yourself to be, I, you know, as you're explaining some of this and, and, and talking about this mixed media, kind of a, and I hesitate to use this because, but, but like a jack of all trades, like you're, you're kind of, you're doing a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, I think I've learned over, it, it, it could look a little bit like I, um, I jump around a lot, you know, but yeah, one, yeah. one thing that I've, I learned is that whatever ideas I have that are filtered through me as the artist and then coming out in the form of even a sound video project like we're working on, which might become an installation. It might involve paintings. Like it all is gonna look like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't feel like my personal aesthetic because of how that filter works changes that much from yeah. the pieces I do that if you look at my website, my stuff doesn't, doesn't still have like that Chris King flavor you know, that yeah, yeah. helps connect it. I don't look like a student that's doing a bunch of assignments, yeah, you know, yeah. that don't connect. So yeah, I yeah. feel pretty comfortable moving around and experimenting in what I do. Part of that's not being afraid to fail too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and um, there's the things that work, of course, that end up on your website. And then I'm sitting here tight against my drawing board because I've got a room full of stuff that maybe doesn't work or is still in progress. Or I might yeah, yeah. pop in and use later or something like that, you know, but... Um, yeah, I know. I fear sometimes I'm seen as a jack of all trades because that's not really how a traditional artist works. You know, you're kind of like a painter, you know, yeah, yeah. and you show this longevity and development in your painting. But um, like I said, my grad school experience isn't like that. You don't major in yeah, painting yeah. or anything. You just go. There's no grades. There's no, you know, it's a mix of all kinds of stuff. And I was where I went to a traditional undergrad school, which is more about skill building and starting to develop ideas. Graduate school is anything goes, dude. Here's like really talented artists. It's a private school. So there's no kinds of uh, curriculum requirements like a state school where I came from had. And uh, um, yeah, dude, I just think anything goes, you know, and I just have the confidence that it's still going to look like it came from me. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's what keeps me going forward, you know. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate when artists will um, kind of cross, uh, for lack of a better term, like cross party lines and like really like branch out into other mediums and, and, and really just kind of stretch themselves. And so, like I say, when I when I say jack of all trades, it's not necessarily yeah. I, I think that term has some, some negative connotation to it in, in the fact that like you know, people think like a jack of all trades is not not necessarily great at one thing, but they're they're good at a lot of things. I, yeah. And I and I don't say it in that way, but um, what I do appreciate about it is is this: th there's not a, a a you don't get stuck in one thing. 
yeah 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 there's this like I mean, beauty about like moving around and being a part of of different mediums and and things like that it's it's a bigger stigma actually to be a teacher honestly yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's like professional artists a lot of times feel the need to separate the fact that i teach and make art because somehow it's like you've kind of uh chosen not to be a professional artist and to be in the classroom. And that's really a bigger kind of concern of mine than the jack of all trades thing, you know, oh, because yeah. there's artists like Bruce Nauman, you know, there's historic artists that do all kinds of stuff, you know what I mean? So it's a lot of times people kind of categorize because maybe of what their education kind of siloing you into just being a painter or a sculptor. And it has to do more with education, I think, than being an artist. The, the yeah. fact that people assume you're one thing and not the other, you know, but, um, you know, but saying you're a teacher, dude, takes your credibility away almost right away. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me, really, because uh I'm more critical of teachers that don't continue being professional artists, thinking they have something to offer their students 30 years after grad school compared yeah. to someone trying to still like hustle as an artist and bringing that to their classroom, you know? So, um, and most college professors do do that, you know? But like I said, I think a lot feel the need to separate the fact that I'm in the classroom because they won't be appreciated as a professional serious artist because of that. It's a weird dynamic, but I have seen in my time, I do think that works against me. I'm so proud of what my students do and teaching and everything that I post a lot of that on Facebook and have that more personal conversation. But for instance, on Instagram, I'm only posting art. I don't want any personal stuff on there because classroom projects, any of that shit gets blurred with my work or that I feel that is more my direction than my own work. And I kind of, I think I get left out of opportunities sometimes because I'm not seen as that person that gave up everything to just make my art. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And to me, they both need each other. So I'm not going to give up either one, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That, that really makes a lot of sense. Cool, Oba. So, same kind of question. So, tell us about your your individual artist practice. What 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 does your art look like? Um, what influences your art? How does how do you want your audience to engage with it? What's your personal connection to it? Um, just kind of go through all of that with us. Um, what influences my art really is my life because when. I was deciding, okay, there's everybody gets to that point where it's like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Like, what's the start thing I want to do? And I had been raised to be an engineer. So I'd gone to school, I was done with school. And so like, do I really want to do this? Is this what, what I want to do? What am I really interested in? What do I have a passion for? And then I realized that almost all my interests were really art inclined. Like, so but around here, you, you're not really encouraged to like take art as like a profession and stuff like that. So I was still heavily discouraged at first, like, oh, don't do this, don't do this. So I was still applying for jobs and stuff. But then I had one or two experiences. I was like, you know what, fuck this. I just went to go and get a camera. And then that's how I started photography initially. And then the photography, I started with photography, then there was graphic design and then videography too along the way. So when I say in my life, I mean, because I do, I make music and my our project, our jump project is mainly sound and visual. So I make music. So it's like my graph, the graphic art started stemmed from me trying to make art, uh, like cover arts for my music. So, 
And the music is like me talking about my life experiences and, oh, how has my life been so far? What are the challenges I've faced? And trying to connect to people out there that are kind of like me in a way. I say that's what inspires me sometimes. Like, it's like, okay, searching for like a tribe and trying to forget that connection. Like what kind of music would I connect to if I wasn't me? That is kind of how um, that pushes my music. And that has also like spread out to every form of art I do. Like my visual art, my graphic art as well. Like I try to tell stories I connect with, like stories uh, simply out in my daily life or stories of other people that inspire me to like come up with something because sometimes it's not, there's no linear way to inspiration. Like I'm inspired by many, very many different things. So I could be looking at someone's work and then that work reminds me of a life experience that now inspires something else. So it's, it just is, is a lot. And currently the way I practice my art is um, for music. I'm currently working on a collaboration project. I mean, besides this, a collaboration project with one of my friends based in the UK. Um, it's supposed to be just a, a few songs, like six songs, and supposed to like detail like different aspects of our lives. And for visuals, I just opened like in Ibadan here in Nigeria where I am. So I've been trying to like, it's supposed to be like commercial and but as well, obviously I'll do my own personal projects there as well. So I've been trying to connect with like models, makeup artists, other creative people that I can collaborate with to create some form of art that inspires me. So I'm working on some concepts, some ideas. I'm putting those down and then getting the people that would help me like bring those to life. So that's partly what I'm working on right now. And also visuals for my music as well. So it's, 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 and just like me and Chris, that's something we share. We don't, I just, I don't also just focus on just one thing. Like there's always, okay, there could be the music today. Tomorrow it's a photography project. I could get someone that wants me to help them work on the project of theirs. I think I see myself more as a creative director than just like, just one singular artist like I just think creatively and then I channel that into whatever art form I choose to exhibit it through at that point in time whatever is needed whatever inspires me whatever I can relate with so I'm also trying to collaborate more and stop depending on just um, what I personally can create I'm starting to also try to bring others into the process of executing my vision so it's like okay how can we work together to make this happen what do you think about this? Are we on the same page? Is this something you think you can work on? Let's work on it and make it happen. So that's where I am right now. And that's why this project is really interesting to me because I see Chris as someone who can help me um, understand how to better work with people. And even just interacting so far, I've learned a bunch from him about the practice and how, um, how to present my work and also how to go around um, being open and honest about the way I want my process to be. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's really interesting, interesting so far. Very cool, very cool. So it sounds like you're, uh, a lot of your work is, is collaborative, which is, is cool. Um, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So yeah. what, what drew you two together? Like, uh, and I, I know we've heard some of this uh, before and you were kind of mentioning some of that, but like what, what made, um, like when was the moment you knew that like, I, I think I want to work with this person and either one of you can. Hmm. Okay, um, this is how it started. Like it was one of, it was one of the more outspoken um, people on 
doing, doing the residency. So I was like, okay, he seems to know what he's talking about. And then I just went to check out his work and also, and then something stood out to me when I first checked out his page, I think it was on Facebook. He, he had this cap on that had a rap fan on it and I'm a hip hop artist. So I was like, oh, he likes rap music. So like, that's something we could connect with. And then his name is Chris King. King literally means in my, in Yoruba language, my indigenous language, it means Oba. So it's like, we also have like similar names, like Oba yeah, King. Yeah. I was like, okay, like there's a connection. So I, I was interested, I went to his page, I went to his work, I saw it was someone that collaborates a lot. And um, he's also open to like, just trying his hands out at like different forms of art and not really restricting himself. So I was like, okay, this is like, um, this is a connection here. Like, okay, I feel the connection here. So let me reach out and let me see what he says. And that was what happened. Yeah. Well, I was, I was psyched to have someone hit me up, you know, like I asked a few art friends about like, okay, here's the format, you know, we got to just kind of casually find our partner. How do you think I should approach that? I don't, I already am pretty outspoken. I don't want to seem like pushy kind of so i'll chill and see kind of how things start to go and then oba hit me up like that night and we were i think the first ones <laughs> paired yeah. up so where my plan in my mind was i'll just sit back and chill and see how it goes when he was like yo man you like rap music and we started chat and i was like okay this is my dude <laughs> yeah. um, we can we'll be able to figure something out at least we'll have fun together you know we share some interests outside mm -hmm. of just you know, what we're talking about in the residency and the seriousness of artwork and stuff. And uh, knowing that we're both willing to experiment starting out the gate, like once we agreed, like, let's try to do something musically, which was kind of right off the bat, you know, cause that was a connection we found. I know that's gonna be a challenge for me cause I'm mostly a visual artist and haven't really done studio stuff too much um, as far as from a like musical point of view in like 10 years you know but I've done I've worked with some people to help with some background music and stuff and video projects and things like that so it's always kind of still an interest to me to have a sound component of some time in all my installations or videos uh, projections I, I just like that sound element too to create something more atmospheric you know so you know, one, I could also recognize this, the skill set Oba has there to offer to me that I definitely am not as tuned in to as he is. I mean, he's, you know, he's ready to go right now when it comes to music in a lot of ways, you know. And so he's able to help me, um, you know, kind of with a different perspective that it, it's nice to be back working with someone with that background. You know, I always dug that, you know, when I did some music stuff earlier in my career. Um, and yeah, I just think it seemed like a good match right off the bat. I was, I was totally honored to be asked, you know, by somebody. I didn't know how that would work. And uh, I feel like since then, I felt a lot more comfortable just moving forward in the whole residency once I knew who my partner was and like that I had someone to chat with about projects and some of the specifics yeah, yeah. after the Tuesday meetings, you know. Cool. So let, let's talk a little bit about y'all's project and, and kind of what your, your vision is for that and how that's going. So again, if, if one of you wants to just kind of explain a little bit about what y'all are doing, I know that you've said there's, there's musical components, there's potentially some video and, and, and visual components. And so, yeah, just, just take us through that real quick. So we, we're both working on things kind of 
let's just say this is very challenging in a lot of ways that I think are continu- going to continue to come up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is part of the excitement. And I think hopefully going to be part of uh, unexpected end result in a way that we're both still like kind of going down. There's light at the end of the tunnel, but it's like, where are we going with this? You know, is yeah. sort of how it's at a little bit right now, but we have, we have made progress. So on my end, and we're both just kind of trying to take care of each other's end of the business, right? While we share a lot of, we continue to share a lot of references and things, music, uh, performance art pieces, videos that might influence each other. Um, and so daily things kind of change depending on what we send each other. There's new things to think about and consider, you know? And so that's kind of fun. The musical side without the lyrics is kind of the artistic starting point. Um, that I've been working on the most with a friend of mine that is a composer to kind of help me work on it. And it's funny, you know, it's been a, a cool learning experience doing that. So I'm going back and forth with these types of meetings in California with my friend, uh, creating something completely unexpected on Oba's end. There's times we share a lot and there's times I'm not sharing anything because yeah, of yeah. the surprise element. And that's interesting in collaborating too, is that kind of give and take of I don't want to tell him too much, like I want him to do exactly this, but I want him to understand a little more about what I'm thinking or something, you know, and that's kind of interesting. But anyway, creating a, the first track took us a, a, a little over a month maybe to do. And uh, so I sent that to Oba like a week ago, you know, that's kind of caught up. And then, um, you know, it, it's been about us kind of responding to that. So that started a new series of like, yo, check out this video. I know this track is kind of weird, but here's what I'm thinking. And, you know, the, the challenge I'm finding from the musical aspect is Oba comes from a legit music background, you know, creating like quality music, performance art and um, sound art, I think, is a different audience, right? I mean, I've talked about audience a little bit here and there in the, during the residency and that I kind of have to consider the audience to know what we're going for. So I feel like in the music, we agreed that kind of anything goes, let's just get something started, which is great. Cause even if I was doing a painting, I'd just be like, let's get rid of all this white canvas and get something down. So then we can revise and get it into what we want. And the music, uh, the way our music is kind of evolving, I feel like is kind of like that, you know, I'll send Oba a track, he might not be digging it and tell me he's not digging it, which is cool, but he did start after after a few days of, of sitting on it, threw something on there, you know, just a sketch at this point, just like the music's kind of a mm-hmm. sketchbook, if you can figure like a sketchbook of digital sound files, let's see what we can do on top of each other, just like you would layer a painting kind of. And uh, yeah, man, we're not always loving what each other does, but then yeah. sometimes we are, you know what I mean? And that's what's dope because we still have five months. I figure that with, with digital files, you know, we can chop, flip, add, layer, you know, so we're starting to get into the sketchbook phase of that to get our direction a little more, um, kind of where it's going. I, I appreciate, I'm sure Ob will talk about this a little more, but 
I appreciate the, the, you know, getting the lyrics on there gives us a little bit of a sense of direction of the content. So the music, the theme, the vibe adds some direction of the content. Then Oba's uh, a lyric uh, go, goes over top and that adds another layer of content, you know, gets me thinking about some things. It's, it's changed ideas just this, this past week as far as uh, ideas I've had for visual art involved in the, uh, our presentation that I haven't even talked to Oba about yet that it's got me kind of thinking of some things I'd like to make. But um, so far I'm, I'm happy with the process um and we have a lot of ideas going we we both think in a lot of different ways and probably the biggest growth we've had um in the last month is um feeling comfortable and having fun kind of criticizing each other to get to the point we want to be you know what i mean you know knowing that you're working with new people knowing that you're not going to hurt the other person's feelings and that you have that respect for each other that like we just want the best product and you know, your shit's either dope or it's not. You know, the world we come from, I think we share that idea that like, you know, we can say it's about a lot of things, but it isn't fucking cool. It isn't cool, you know, in the end. And we'd like to appeal to some kind of an audience where we hope to bridge sort of the music audience with more like the high art audience. And so it's our job to kind of break down what's just considered a song or a or a expected or or a traditional song structure, and elevate it into something that's got to be fine art, man. Because a typical music video for us isn't going to cut it if we're going to come off as uh, sort of uh, higher level thinking artists in the piece. Do you know what I mean? So we're looking beyond what both of us are comfortable with, I think. But uh, the trust and the friendship that's grown between the two of us is gonna make our piece way better in six months. Like we've always been working together, I think. That's cool. That's really cool. Oh, but do you have anything to add to that about your um, project? Yeah, uh, he's basically said most of it, but I'll just add that our project is, as he has said, not very linear. So it, ch it changes as it goes along. But the idea is we get a beat structure. We lay lyrics on that. And then when we have an idea of, okay, what it's going to sound like, then we start like having a direction for the visuals for the project. And I was, I was not talking about to Chris about possibly designing like a cover, a cover to, um, to painting a cover that would um, express the feeling in the, in the track. And then we now all like exhibit that in both places. Like I exhibit it over here in Nigeria and he does the same in Louisiana. So it's like connecting our both audiences to this thing that we that was like a joint um, project from both sides that is infusing both our experiences because he would use his experience to direct um, the sound and the visuals from his side, and I'll do the same on my side. That's awesome. So uh, to to some extent, and I you know I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like it it reminds me of this like. Um, this visual albums that you know you, you sometimes see from like large artists like Beyonce who's who's doing like a Lemonade album or are doing like a uh, the new the Blackest King um, documentary that she put out so it, it it kind of reminds me of that which I think is so cool um, is there is there parallels in that hmm. I think it's probably going to go in a different direction because 
the um the root of the ideas are not the same and this is not exactly supposed to be an album per se it's just it's it's at this point we don't want to put a label on it it's just a sound project so it depends the thing is he's sending me beats like um beats that i'm supposed to lay out on top so it depends on the first one that we strike that we hit the connection that okay this is what we're working with that is going to inform what the project is eventually going to look like and i would not like to say one thing now and then we get to another point because we are actually not sure at this moment we just need to get that foundational beat structure in place so once we get that then this this kind of question can be easier answered but for now yeah. i would just be speculating yeah yeah okay and i guess i picture it so the things i've been looking at recently i've been looking at um a group called death grips which has uh they have like they come from hip-hop origins kind of but they're more experimental in their music and their videos and if you buy like one of their albums it is like you're saying it's it's a little bit like a, a like a concept album but not so linear in like a, a number of songs that all like you know have a certain formula to them and so that's i mean i think so it does relate a little bit in that you know um but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been listening to. I just shared a video there with Oba last week to show him kind of like some sound stuff that meets video, you know, and um, it's, uh, it's, been, it's a strategy sometimes of when you share things, you know, and, and direct people, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a strategy of, of, you know, I don't want them to think this is what it should be like, but here's a sample of something that's a little less structural, you know, that kind of thing, so. We send things back and forth like that. And I think that, but I don't know if ours will at all be that same sort of uh, intensity necessarily um, or uh, angsty, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I, I, do, um, I do appreciate that the, I can tell you that I feel the first kind of um, lyrics and things we're attaching to the project are, you know, sort of um, maybe socio-political and how you know is kind of in origin but meets a little bit of uh like uh david bowie's space odyssey of like i gotta get out of this place you know yeah yeah um which is kind of cool you know and i think oba and i we haven't talked about it in depth yet but we both kind of share like that's a good point of view like maybe to try to take mm -hmm. the project you know which is cool and that's and that's because that's what he's started writing about a little and I can tell you that's kind of inspired me to write about a little bit, knowing that we have that connection and kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, maybe there's something in spoken word or lyrically I can add to the sound component as well, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just kind of a new development too. Like I say, every time we share something back and forth, whether, whether it's a, a, a reference or something, you know, um, you know, artsy or musical, it changes the direction a little bit of where we're going because we're starting with this uh broad scope of what it could be you know cool. it's, it might be you know something you might not ask about that is also a challenge is uh i i think it's a good challenge you know i, I felt like you know the other reason oba a couple other reasons oba and i are great partners is one he's half my age literally right so the references, whether artistically or musically, that I can contribute 
are from before he was even born. You know, things yeah. I'm close to and was and grew up with and things, you know? So, uh, so we have this distance, not only in location, but our age that we, the same way the things he shares with me aren't, aren't things I'm really listening to now as, as a 25 year old, you know? Yeah. So I like that we're able to like uh, sort of maximize while we have this shared interest, we, I have a lot more sort of depth in the history and he has a lot more in his youth to offer. And I think that's an interesting component as well um, that we can play off each other like that, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you this though, a challenge though, because I think it's important to talk about is, um, is about race, mm. you know? Mm. And race in hip hop and how that's gonna be perceived and stuff, you know? I've got people I look up to like producers you know, like Rick Rubens, who's a white kind of rock and roll guy that has produced and added sounds, kind of unexpected sound to hip hop, um, like in the 80s and 90s, especially. But, um, uh, but, you know, but then you've got, you know, the history of hip hop where the producer all of a sudden feels the need to throw a rap in there and step in with the real MC and kind of be, you know, maybe a little bit of a poser, you know, and there's a little bit just from the music background you know, I'm not looking to be no vanilla ice, but I would maybe like to add some of my punk history, which I think mm -hmm. will meld well with hip hop. It always has. Right. And try something like spoken word or or, or kind of punk style that goes with the same vibe or contrast Oba as well. You know, mm -hmm. because I am the white guy in the conversation. And in America, that conversation is very at the forefront of what people and artists especially are talking about right now. So it, I'm, it's constantly in my mind to not be too much of a director, to yeah, not yeah. seem like I'm pushing like an American sound or what you would call like my point of view, maybe too much onto Oba and things like, you know, where we want to, you know, give and take from each other. It's just different here right now you know, in America, as far as I could easily be canceled out in some way as an illegitimate project because of how I put myself into it and juxtapose myself with a young black dude in Africa, man. Like, let's yeah, yeah. be real. I'm in the rural South, you know, but it also has me thinking about, all right, what if, what if I do a performance in front of like, the slave house that's like right down here. And that's where I'm gonna do my punk shit. And then that yeah. becomes part of our video or part of the context of the things we're concerned with in the world, you know what I mean and stuff. But it's hard, you know, like to figure that, for me to figure the place I wanna be yeah. either, I don't know if I can be seen on video and have it come off like as the way I want it to, you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing and, and the, the give and take based on race. And what's interesting is Oba hasn't spent time in America, you know? So fuck, it's just so, you know what I mean? It's just such a heightened time, man. Yeah. Where like, and I've collaborated with all kinds of people through my life, but there's a concern about how I participate that I need to take responsibility for more so than I ever have in my career because I don't want to be one of those guys. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, whether I just kind of produce and elevate, whether I get in there with some punk stuff and I throw something down that supports our ideas, it melds together. I, I also don't want to be afraid. 
You know, I'm not one of yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't want to be afraid I have to step back or some shit. But I, I just thought it's important to talk about as an artist right now, this time in the world, I do feel that's uh, important for me to consider, you know, but it's just as important for people to see, you know, what a dope thing that Oba and I can produce together. You know, that's what I really hope that people can kind of get out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that brings up a good point about how the challenges of collaborating with someone who's who's you know, not in front of you. I mean, you're you're you've never physically met in person, and so like, how does those these challenges that you're talking about? How does that influence you as an artist moving forward? Um, how do you grow from that? Like, what 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 are the things that you see yourself growing as in working with someone who's uh, very different from you and who is in a very different region than you um, that you're likely not to meet before your project is over like kind of thing so how does that how does that influence your art how does that influence you as an artist moving forward um i would say moving forward it lets me be more boundless like it makes like restrictions are not really there you just create those restrictions but definitely it's more difficult because it's definitely more straightforward to just like someone you see it like you can see one when you want to see one can go to the person's studio it's definitely easier but um i would say co uh, collaborating with someone at the other end of the world has made me like try to put myself in that person's perspective more because i'm like okay what's this person's experience like what's this person's process like how does this person like see the world and that in a way helps um, broaden my perspective and also I would say learning different ways that things are done in other places and how other people's experiences are also because I'm as I said I I, I do a lot of different things so it also helps inform um, my worldview and helps me understand what like being an American artist is like even though I know I can't get the full picture, just at least I know more than I did like before this residency. So I have, um, it's, it's opened up my mind. It has um, also helped generate more conversations at least around me about race as well and about whatever the title of our project ends up being. And um, just generally take me to where I think I need to, I won't say specifically like I had somewhere in mind I needed to be, but I just, I have this mindset of always growing with each experience, like, okay, what exactly are the parts of this I want to take and build on? So I already see some parts and I, I'm pretty sure going forward, uh, I'll see a lot more that would help me improve my personal artistic practice. Very cool. And also, I, I should also mention that um, Chris being uh, a much more experienced artist, it's very easy for me to just hear something that he just drops as just casual part of conversation and I take note of that. Okay. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't think about this before and I just take note of that. So it's very easy to, there's a lot to learn basically, I would say, and a lot to just pay attention to. So yeah, it's really, really fun. I think it's been fun. Um, and we've kind of even shared things beyond uh, our own sort of region here in sharing so much music and stuff back and forth you know uh oba sent me you know nigerian music he sent me things that uh 
you know, him and his buddies maybe would like listen to that is a lot of UK hip hop influence and stuff, you know, which I don't spend much time listening to except for I'm, I'm familiar with a little bit, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm more a East Coast, West Coast kind of hip hop guy, you know, and now I'm in the South. So there's like the South. So there's more regional, which is kind of like for coming from different countries, as far as the history of hip hop in America, the mm -hmm. things I share with him are coming from, you know, different places. And it's cool to learn about. I mean, if I was visiting Nigeria, I would want to learn what music him and his homies were listening to or what cool places to go or you know, I want to be there with him as a local dude and friend, you know, so I like virtually that we can kind of share things like that and learn about each other's, you know, where we come from in the background. And, you know, our, as our piece evolves, our criticism is also sort of regional, you know, like, like I know when, I, when we created the first track, Oba's criticism is like, okay, maybe listen to some of these sounds that are more Nigerian based audience that we should try to incorporate and like, you know, so we both have these different audiences that are or aren't interested in the same same things, you know, some, you know, some of it is uh, the, you know, it's funny, we talked, we talked when we first met about I asked Oba, have you ever been to the States, you know, and, um, you know, what do you think of that? You know, his response was, you know, well, it looks like a cool place to visit, especially with art and music and culture and everything, but it looks kind of scary to live, you know? And uh, the cool thing is I feel the same way about visiting him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it would be cool to go visit him, but what I know sitting here, dude, is it looks pretty scary, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that we do see a parallel in our two cultures of like, we both kind of come from this place where, you know, shit is cool, but as long as you're with me, you know what I mean? You'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. And I can take you through a world you've never experienced, but you probably don't want to move here, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of thing. And I thought, I think that's funny as two guys who have never visited each other's regions at all mm -hmm. and can only imagine through media, you know what I mean? Since we were born of what yeah. the other place is like, you know, but now we have access to each other and now i mean i know i'm not your typical working class blue collar american or maybe even artist i'm, I'm a little more alternative but so is oba you know what i mean and we've talked about each other's hair and kind of how we're seen out in public and you know we have a lot in, in common even though we're on other sides of the world of of how we even interpret each other because we only know about each other each other's sounds the country everything through this screen you know, which is really kind of weird. And I don't know, maybe that's what's cool about bringing a little bit of a spacey kind of effect into our music um, because uh, shit's bouncing off the satellites, bro. It's the only way for us to be even involved in this project. And I kind of like that aspect that he's yeah. brought in uh, with some of these recent lyrics, you know. I, I think, I'll, I'll say this as kind of a closing thing is I, I think we made the experience that Oba and I have uh, with our own artwork and the energy level we share in pursuing that each day. The fact that we are on opposite sides of the world, the fact that there is a, 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 a cultural difference that's, that could be explored enormously between the two of us has set up a really dynamic um 
challenging, you know, even practically. We're both super busy, multiple projects, six hour time difference, committed to finding time for each other, um, you know, kind of every couple of weeks and staying in touch. Uh, we've set ourselves, the, the, the biggest benefit from the residency for me really was the two of us being to set ourselves up with such a challenging piece that we're now focused on, you know? Yeah. Um, I know the residency is open to interpretation as far as how far you want to take it, but we both agreed when we paired up, we wanted to kind of anything goes, take it as far as we can in the next six months, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we could have set ourselves up probably a little more simply because of how busy we are, but it probably would have been a lot less rewarding as far as, you know, just participating in this residency um, if we didn't challenge ourselves as much as I find us challenging ourselves now that we're working on it day to day, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, in that way, you know, I'm really appreciative because I've got this interesting project that's on my mind literally 24 seven. There's nights I can't sleep because I'm thinking of my next move, you know? So yeah, yeah. Um, in that way, it's, it's gonna be an exciting six months with a lot of work ahead of us. But, um, you know, why bother being involved if you don't set yourselves up for something challenging like that? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, good. Thank, thank you all so much for, for doing the interview. And uh, y'all have a great day. Um, well, you know, what's left you of your day, Oba. And yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see y'all later. All right, yeah, you guys. Later. Peace. Have a good day. Yeah. Visit nicklackgallery.org. That's N-C-L-A-C gallery.org to view the 2021 North Louisiana Virtual Residency Exhibition on display from February 1st through March 26, 2022. The work produced from Oba and Chris's collaboration is featured on the site along with the work of seven other artist groups from the residency. The RLCF Retrospective Podcast is a project of the Ross Lynn Charitable Foundation and is produced in downtown Ruston, Louisiana. The background music is by Ross Lynn himself. To learn more about the Ross Lynn Foundation and how to support our work, you can visit us online at www.rosslynnfoundation.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to RLCF Retrospective. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. See you next time.